Hello, my friends, and welcome to How About a Story Season 4, Following the Big Bad Wolf, a true crime investigation in fairytale land. This is Episode 5, so if you need to catch up, go ahead and start with Episode 1. We will be here when you get back. Otherwise, if you guys are enjoying the show, please make sure you are subscribed so you will always be up to date with all new episodes. And if you want to support the show, you can go to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash how about a story and give us an offering. Your contribution will be so helpful and you will get a shout out at the top of the show. This week's episode is featuring the story, The Wolf and the Seven Young Kids, A Grimm's fairy tale. I hope you enjoy this episode. There was once upon a time an old goat who had seven little kids and loved them with all the love of a mother for her children. One day, she wanted to go to the forest and fetch some food. So she called all seven to her and said, Meh, Come, come now, dear children. Come closer, my loves. I have to go into the forest. So be on your guard against that wolf. If he comes in, he will devour you all, skin, hair and all. The wretch often disguises himself, so you will know him at once by his rough voice and his black feet. (laughs) Dear mother. (laughs) Don't worry, mom. We'll take great care. We'll take care of each other, ma. It's all good. Then the old one bleated and went on her way with an easy mind. It was not long before someone knocked at the house door and called. Open the door, dear children. Your mother is here and has brought something back with her for each of you. But the little kids knew that it was the wolf by the rough voice. We will not open the door. Uh-uh, you're not our mother. She has a soft, pleasant yeah, voice. Yeah. But your voice is rough. And, ooh, you are the wolf. Yeah, he's the wolf. Then the wolf walked away to a shopkeeper and bought himself a great lump of chalk. He ate this and made his voice soft with it. This particular story reminds me of a serial killer from our land. He was truly horrific and terrorized an entire state for years. He was the type of person who took his time and learned everything he could about his victims before he made his final move. He would go into their homes beforehand and take trinkets as prizes for his unspeakable acts. Then he came back, knocked at the door of the house and cried, 
Open the door, dear children. Your mother is here and has brought something back with her for each of you. <clears throat> but the wolf had laid his black paw against the window, and the children saw them and cried. Mm, no, don't do it, don't do it. Look, look, look. <gasps> oh, we will not open the door. Our mother has no black feet like you. You are the wolf. Then the wolf ran to a baker and said, I have hurt my feet. Rub some dough over them for me. And when the baker had rubbed his feet over, he ran to the miller and said, Mr. Miller, throw some white meal over my feet for me. The miller thought to himself, Hmm, this wolf wants to deceive someone and refused, but the wolf said, If thou wilt not do it, I will devour thee. Then the miller was afraid and made his paws white for him. Truly, men are like that. Now our serial killer from our land, he would prep those homes for his invasions. He would unlock the windows. He would break into the house, unlock windows, leave sliding glass doors just barely closed. He would preset shoelaces in various places in the house for use later. He knew the times you would come and go. He would watch and wait until it was time. So now the wolf went for the third time to the house door, knocked at it and said, <clears throat> Open the door, dear children. Your dear little mother has come and has brought every one of you something back from the forest with her. Oh, <clears throat> the little um, kids cried. Uh, first, show us your paws. Yeah, show us the paws. Then we'll know you're our mother. He then put his paws in through the window. And when the kids saw that they were white, they believed that all he said was true and opened the door. But who should come in but the wolf? They were terrified and wanted to hide themselves. One sprang under the table, the second into the bed, the third into the stove, the fourth into the kitchen, the fifth into the cupboard, the sixth under a washing bowl, and the seventh into the clock case. But the wolf found them all and used no great ceremony. One after another, he swallowed them down his throat.
He escalated with each encounter, gaining confidence from each woman's power he stole. As he moved from one end of the state to the other, he left behind a trail of breadcrumbs that would eventually be his demise. The youngest who was in the clock case was the only one he did not find. When the wolf has satisfied his appetite, he left and laid himself under a tree in the garden meadow outside and began to sleep. Soon afterwards, the old goat came home again from the forest. Ah, oh, what a sight she saw there. The house door stood wide open. The table and chairs and benches were thrown down. The washing bowl lay broken to pieces, and the quilts and pillows were pulled off the bed. She sought for her children, but they were nowhere to be found. Children, my dears, oh, uh, my children, where are you? Oh, Christy, Samuel. Justin and Annabelle? Jason? Oh, she called for them one all? after another by oh, name, Samantha? but no one answered. Buck? At last, the youngest cried out oh. in a soft voice. Oh, mommy, I'm in the clock case. Oh, mo mommy. Oh, mommy. Oh. Come out, my love. Come out, come out, come out. Oh, oh, oh. She took the kid out, and it told her that the wolf had come and had eaten all the others. Then you may imagine how she wept over her poor children. No. No. In her grief, she went out. And the youngest kid ran with her. When they came to the meadow, there lay the wolf by the tree, and he snored so loudly that the branches shook. The mother looked down at the sleeping wolf, and rage filled her as she never felt before. She sent her youngest to fetch some rope. Then, she grabbed the largest rock she could and slowly crept up to the sleeping wolf. <clears throat> then with all her might, she hit him on the head. When the youngest arrived with the rope, she tied the wolf's legs together and then bound him to the tree. <laughs> he must pay for what he has done and all must know. So she went with her youngest to the village and informed the authorities. They came quickly to gather the vicious beast, but he chewed through his bindings and was free. The only evidence was some pieces of fur knotted up in the rope.
Our multiple murderer took many lives, and for a time we all thought he would not be found, and that he would not be held accountable for his vicious actions. But due to advancements with DNA, the police, along with the help of amateur web sleuths, we found the monster who walked among us. Although the wolf Zeke outwitted the brave mother goat, our serial killer was caught. Joseph James D'Angelo was captured, pleaded guilty, and sentenced to life in prison for the unspeakable crimes he committed. But the thing about fairytale land is that it lacks law and order. There is no repercussions for malicious crimes. How could that be? It's a world where vicious beasts can roam free and one has to wait for either a Prince Charming to vanquish this beast or join sides with black magic to uphold some kind of peace? We need to change the narrative of fairytale land. Women can rule, men can show emotions, and if you're evil, there are consequences. Don't you hate it when you get a phone call that you don't know the number is from? If I don't know that number, I don't answer it. Do you? Oh, again? Uh, hello, this is Isaura. Uh, hello? I'm gonna... Uh, okay, that was weird. Again? Hello, this is Isaura. You're not going to believe it. Oh, hey. Uh, what's up? I found practical. Oh. And he wants to talk. Wow. I guess we're going back to fairytale land. Um, <clears throat> thanks, Pam. I'll get ready. Wow. So um, I'm going to get ready on my end. Uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, listen, if anybody out there listening, yes, you listening, if you know anything about the Big Bad Wolf, please. Leave us a tip at 661-544-8226. I know someone out there knows something. Be safe out there. Make sure the windows are locked. Check underneath the bed and keep the nightlight on. I'll see you next week. Thank you, Marvelous Friends, for listening. If you get a chance, please stop by our Instagram page at How About a Story and drop us a line. Let us know what you think about what's happening so far. I would love to hear what's on your mind. I would like to thank Gina Rosa Levy for playing the role of Pam and Christian Stokes for playing the role of the wolf. Thank you for helping me make this episode come to life. This podcast was written, edited, directed, and produced by me, Isaura Vanegas. Until next time, my friends, what stories will you be getting into?